Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. As we enter this new year, our theme for the year is Catch the Wind. Our desire is that through this year, each of us would live completely reliant on the Holy Spirit and will follow him wherever he leads us. We have Jaren Nicholas share the final message in the Catch the Wind series today. He teaches us on how we must catch the wind of revival as followers of Jesus. We pray that as you listen in, you will have a personal revival in your heart that will lead to a revival in the community, nation and the world. Hello everyone. It is wonderful as usual to be back with you. Uh so we are winding down our series on catch the wind and uh, today uh, the focus is uh, revival so as i say revival if you're abreast of uh, everything that's happening at uh, asbury university um it, this is not a planned human response to the revival happening at asbury it is it is probably crazier than that we had actually uh set the topics for catch the wind about uh, 3 or 4 weeks ago i think so this was planned about a month ago even before uh whatever is unfolding at asbury but it is uh, just so sweet to see how the lord works and that uh, we will be covering this topic as these events are unfolding at asbury and other universities in the states so um i am coming expectantly as i am getting ready to do this message and i hope uh, you come expectantly as well because uh, uh we are to be expectant uh, always of uh, god doing a job of god doing the work of revival or renewal so as we approach this topic of revival or renewal uh let us come expectantly and uh, see what uh, god has to share to us today from his scripture okay so I'm going to pray and then we'll get into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for giving us this chance. As always, Lord, as always, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to gather in your name. Thank you that you are the string that binds us together, that brings us together, Lord. And that thank you for giving us the opportunity to gather in safety and uh, together without fear and uh, we ask that wherever we are that uh, as i speak that you would speak to the people that are listening lord that uh, it would not be me lord that i would be made low that it would be your words that are being communicated that i would be obedient to listen to your voice that I would die Lord and that uh, you would be magnified as uh, I speak Father. So Lord help us have we have this conversation about revival. Soften our hearts to receive what you have. And uh, let these words uh, fall on soft hearts and on fertile ground as uh, I speak Lord. So Father, again, give me the words to speak. Uh, help me to be humble. Help me not to be the source, but uh, you be the source, Lord. And help me to speak what you have given us. In Jesus' name, I pray. 
Amen. So, as I mentioned, so we are at the tail end, the very tail of our series, Catch the Wind. And we've gone through uh, several topics as we've been focusing on the work of the Holy Spirit in different aspects of our life. So today it's a Catch the Wind and it, the topic is revival. Uh, I guess it is uh, interesting that that is where um, we find ourselves given the events that are unfolding at Asbury University and if I'm not mistaken at maybe other universities as well. Uh, it's been uh, interesting to uh, watch on watch some clips on YouTube and listen to some of the messages on uh, what God is doing there. And it is a picture of uh, seeing the Holy Spirit active in an extraordinary way. And it, uh, it, it humbles, it warms the heart it, to see that it is. So I have been encouraged by it, by just seeing a few clips here and there. And uh, if you would like, you can go look some up and be encouraged by it as well. So we're going to, start on the topic of revival what do we really mean by revival right or some people like to use the word renewal so what are we talking about when uh, um, we say revival so as i've been reading i think i've come across um, what is a good way to define what a revival is so a revival can be seen as an intensification of the of the Holy Spirit or an intensification of the role of the Holy Spirit or what he does. So uh, what we see at Asbury right now could be, it can definitely be seen as an intensification of uh, the job of the Holy Spirit. There is uh, people coming to faith, people accept, accepting the gospel. Uh, there is a lot of repenting going on because people are being convicted by the Holy Spirit. Uh, people are experiencing forgiveness. Uh, but the biggest aspect is this intensification of the work of the Holy Spirit highlights the gospel. So the gospel is being preached and proclaimed. People are hearing it and people are coming and uh, choosing to follow Jesus because of this proclamation of the gospel. Right? Revival and renewal is pretty much a pattern that is repeated through um, Christian history. Uh, I kind of want to share a quote with you. Uh, it is a quote by Tim Keller. Uh, it was, but he was summarizing something he had read about revival and renewals. And uh, I think it's a good quote that kind of helps set the context for what we're talking about. So this is how it goes. It says, revivals and renewals are a necessary part of the life of the church because of the default mode of the human heart. Revival is a pattern repeatedly used by the Holy Spirit to reconnect Christian communities with the power of the gospel. So I'll do that one more time. It's revivals and renewals are a necessary part of the life of the church. Because of the default mode of the human heart, revival is a pattern repeatedly used by the Holy Spirit to connect Christian communities with the power of the gospel. So there is a pattern throughout Christian history of revivals and renewals. So portions in time and specific places or a large area of space where there is a, like a, an intensification in the activity of the Holy Spirit. So you see the word being proclaimed very boldly. And in response, you see people receiving that call and coming 
to faith. So the gospel is being proclaimed, the gospel is at the center, and then people are coming and people are being convicted. Uh, people are repenting and and because they're repenting, they're also experiencing forgiveness. Uh, they're experiencing true love. And so in one of the hallmarks of any kind of revival is uh, this people turning towards the gospel. The gospel is being preached and people turning towards the gospel. Many times in mass numbers coming, um, whole towns uh, or cities or large areas of land, people moving towards the gospel. I was uh, listening to a podcast and uh, they were talking about a moment. There was a revival somewhere. Uh, they call it a prairie province in uh, Canada. So it must have been um, so not anywhere in the city, a prairie as in out of the country. And when uh, there were these two preachers then came and preached at a particular place and revival broke out. And it just changed the dynamic of the entire town. So many people came, heard the gospel, came to the knowledge of Christ. And so people, after they had listened to the gospel and accepted it, were returning things that were had been stolen from the stores. They were taking things they had stolen from stores and going and giving them back. So, and in a matter of, a few months or a couple months, the crime rate in that area went down very significantly. So as you can see, as lots of people come into the uh, knowledge and understanding of Jesus uh, when the gospel is being preached, you can see how it changes just by that small example I shared. So now, so again, so revivals and renewals happen throughout Christian history. Uh, they happen. So, and then, and it's, he says that they happen because of the default mode of the human heart. So what is this default mode that he's talking about? The default mode of our human heart is to become hard. So it gets softened when many times when the gospel is first preached to us and we accepted it, it was softened. But eventually there seems to be we go back into this default mode of us or our heart starts getting hardened. We fall back into these ideas of cheap grace, or we fall back into these ideas of uh, legalism where we're doing something because we've been told we just have to without really understanding the reasons for it, maybe, or we're so focused on following the law without knowing, uh, kind of almost forgetting about the gospel of Jesus and just focus on following the law. Or maybe we're focused on moralism where we're solely focused on just doing what is right and good um, and finding fulfillment in that rather than focusing on the person, Jesus, who is the reason for doing all things right and good. So default mode is that we fall back into these patterns uh, that uh, take our focus away from the gospel that uh, take our focus kind of away from Jesus almost. So, and with these patterns, we kind of just go through the motions. That doesn't mean that we stop going to church or, or we, but we kind of go through the motions. Uh, and uh, it's almost like our heart is being hardened again. So the, that is one of the reasons we have these periodic revivals, right? It is a 
um, it is something that the Holy Spirit uses because our mode is to be hardened, our default mode is to become hardened, that he uses revivals and renewals to soften our hearts and draw us back to this uh, full understanding of the power of the gospel. So that is kind of like the case for why revivals happen. So they have always they have happened throughout history. One of the reasons they happen is because we tend to kind of fall back into these patterns that uh, aren't based on a full understanding of the gospel. We just do it because we go into the motion or because we want to be legalistic or because we're focused on doing good things. And so to take us out of these patterns and to soften our hearts again, there is an intensification of the work of the Holy Spirit, which is a revival, and so that God draws us back to him. So now, one thing to understand is that this is a work of God, right? So we do not manufacture this. Uh, we do not jump started. Uh, we cannot start it. This is a work that God does, right? When he chooses to, he does it. Just like he is choosing to do now in Asbury, and he may choose to do here. Uh, however, it is something the Lord does. Um, it is not something that uh, we can tick off a certain number of boxes and follow a formula and then uh, jumpstart uh, a revival just big and then keep going, right? It is not something that we can do or start. It is something the Lord does. And when he does it, we can be a part of it, but it's not something that we initiate. So we so revivals happen. Uh, it happens because we tend to fall away. So God uses revivals to bring us back, to focus on the gospel. However, we don't manufacture them or jumpstart them. So what do we do? We are expectant, right? We are expectant for God to do his work of renewal and revival with us. So now, how do we, so as we're expectant, how do we get ready? Like we want revival, we want renewal um, to happen here. We want people's lives to be transformed, transformed by the proclamation of the gospel. So if it is not something that we can manufacture or we can start on our own, what is what do we do? We get ready. We prepare. So next question is, how do we prepare? How do we get ready? And when I talk about getting prepared and getting ready, the idea I have in mind is that when there is this renewal or revival, people will come through our doors, right? And so I'm talking about being prepared and being ready to receive these people that have received the gospel. And because they received the gospel, they want to come and be a part of this church community. So one, so how are we going to be ready? How are we going to be prepared when this revival happens? So I think one of the best ways that we can be prepared is to be a 
gospel community or a gospel-centered community. So when I say gospel-centered, what is the picture I have in mind? So join me as I read Romans 12, 9, all the way to 21, okay? So when I say gospel community or gospel-centered community, this is the picture I have in my mind right now. So this is Romans 12, verse 9 to 21. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devout to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Here in Romans chapter 12, I feel like we get this picture of what a gospel community could look like or what a gospel community should look like, right? As I speak the next few sentences, you may tell yourself that Jaron is judging me or in judgment of me or judging the church. You may tell yourself that. Um, that is not the case. Uh, the questions I'm about to ask are questions that I have asked myself and that I have contemplated. So what I'm doing is I'm inviting you to contemplate these questions with me. So when revival happens and people come through our doors, is this the gospel community they will see and observe and experience, right? Is now will they see love being sincere? Will they see love without hypocrisy? Um, will they see a hatred of evil? Will they see us clinging to things that are good? Um, will they see us honor one another above ourselves? Um, will they see the needs of everyone in the community being met by the community? Will they see a hatred of uh, evil? Will they see us rejoicing with each other? Will they see us mourning with each other? Um, will they see that there is no retaliation? Will they see that there is no paying evil with evil? Um, Will they see good 
being paid out when evil is done are these the things that they will see as they come in so think this is a question i want to ask how can we be prepared by being a gospel community if this is a picture of a gospel community is this what people will see and observe and experience as they come in now i'm not talking about perfection i am talking about like i know life is messy and i've become more aware it more aware of the messiness of life as i get older so life is messy so i'm not talking about this perfect church or people what i'm talking about is when they come in will they see a body of believers in the middle of their own mess and brokenness through the power of the spirit that is indwelling in them genuinely committed to these things will they see a body of believers uh through the power of the holy spirit being genuinely committed to these things when they walk in will they see a commitment to love sincerely will they see a commitment to love without hypocrisy will they see a commitment to devote to each other in love will they see a commitment where the other person is given preference over yourself will they see a commitment to prayer will they see a commitment to being joyful in hope uh, hope as in being joyful as you're waiting um will they see a commitment to being patient in affliction that is a difficult one will they see a commitment to faithfulness in prayer when people come and experience us when there is a revival and a renewal and people come in will they see a gospel community that is committed to these things if you answer looking at all of these things as yes that is great uh but as i have contemplated this question i can clearly say for myself that i look at this and i am filled with conviction with everything that's written here so it's not something that i can answer yes to for all of them so while we look at this and think about the question i'm asking if uh, the answer is yes you we are committed fully uh, that is great but if i have to be honest with myself as i've been contemplating this passage of scripture and answering that asking that question of myself i am overwhelmingly filled with uh conviction that uh, there may be some things that i do okay but uh, there are several things where i fall very very short so how do we prepare ourselves to be this gospel community right so how do we prepare ourselves to be this gospel community that can welcome people as they come through the door that can welcome people that are responding to the call of the gospel and walking through our doors how can we be prepared and be this gospel community for those people right this sounds simple but i think it can be very difficult to do
we prepare ourselves by focusing on the gospel itself. So if you go back to the beginning, like renewals are God bringing us back to the gospel because the default mode of our hearts is to walk away. So we walk away uh, because our heart hearts have become hard from uh, this full understanding of the gospel. So how do we become a gospel-centered community, which we want to be as we prepare for revival? We focus on the gospel. And the gospel is the proclamation that Jesus, the Son of God himself, came down and put on humanity, clothed himself in humanity, to rescue us, right? So focusing on the gospel is focusing on Jesus. It's a commitment uh, to communion with Jesus, right? So our attention to be focused on Jesus and a commitment for communion with him. So, and as we commit to communion with him and as the Holy Spirit softens our hearts towards him and towards the work he's doing, I think that will help us get towards this gospel community or this gospel-centered community um, as we commit to communion with Christ and as our hearts get softened and as he brings about change in our lives, as he reminds us of how much we are loved, as he reminds us of how much we are accepted, as he reminds us of how much we are forgiven, um, I think our attention can come back to this full understanding of the gospel and leave aside all the distractions of legalism and moralism and anything, any pattern that we kind of got into that has made us feel comfortable I think we can leave those behind and come and focus on what is central, this figure of Jesus. So I think our challenge today is as we prepare and think about being a gospel-centered community, uh, as we earnestly look forward to revival, I think the we look forward earnestly for revival, right? We want to pray intentionally for revival as we look forward to it. And as we pray, I think we f focus our attention um, on the gospel and we pray that God would renew us and that uh, as he renews us, I think we as a community can move towards being that gospel-centered community, a community that is committed to all the things listed here, uh, committed to love that is sincere, committed to faithful prayer, committed to putting others above ourselves. So when revival happens, as we're preparing for it, I think when people come through our doors, we will be that gospel community that people need as they come into this kingdom of God.
let's prepare by seeking fervently. Uh, let's prepare by focusing our attention on Jesus. And uh, let's prepare by understanding what the gospel really is for us. So as we diligently uh, focus our attention on Jesus and as the Holy Spirit softens our hearts and it causes change, I think we'll be moving towards being that gospel community that is prepared when revival comes to receive the people that are coming in. So as I leave today, I think what I want to leave you with at the very end is that we want to intention, intensely and intentionally see God for renewal and revival in our land um, so that we will see um, his church multiplied here. I'm going to close off in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for giving us this word. Thank you that it is uh, timely. Thank you that it is necessary. Thank you that it is from you. Lord, we know that you are the author. You are the author of any revival or renewal, Lord. So because you are the author and we cannot manufacture it, we look to you, Lord. And we ask you, let there be revival here, Lord. Let there be renewal here, Lord. And when you bring it, let us be prepared, Lord. Please do a work in us so that we can be that prepared gospel community when revival comes. We can be that prepared gospel community when renewal comes, Lord. And when the harvest comes in as a result of revival, Lord, that we would be prepared to receive those people and that they would experience firsthand what a gospel-centered community is Father. So Lord, we thank you for the revival that is to come. We know that you are its author. So we pray to you that you would bring it and that uh, you would help us to be willing participants in it and that uh, we ask that you would soften our hearts as we're looking forward to it. So turn our attention to the gospel, turn our attention to Jesus, Lord, and help us to leave back our ruts and patterns that we've gone into and help us to focus on the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Of God's renewal in your life. He is the author of renewal, so be expecting that he will do a renewal. And as he renews us and we grow as a community, we will grow into that gospel-centered community that he's called us to. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.